Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Mitchell Moses, apparently, a report has been released that he has allegedly been offered over a million dollars a year and he is yet to take the contract. Now, if I ever saw Porky's, this is fucking Porky's. There is, I will happily, if this is true, honestly, I would love to, I'd bet money on that this isn't true because I do not believe for a second that the Eels, who, and granted, we have to give the Eels credit. They built a team to get to a grand final. And there was a lot of – we remember yesterday, like the last few years, they had issues with um, the Clint Gutherson contract. You know, they, they were lowballing. He wanted a bit more and all that kind of stuff. So they've stuck to their systems. So you're telling me that a club that just lost a bunch of players because they, you know, could get more elsewhere all of a sudden is arguably paying more than a million dollars for Mitchell Moses – I think this is a potential tactical release to make Mitchell Moses seem like he's not um, grateful or he, he overvalues his contributions. Guys, are we calling Porky Pies on this? What do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, I mean, a halfback that was just in a grand final uh, in a team that I think is going to be top six once again, getting offered over a million dollars, as you said, at a club that traditionally lowballs players. I don't know how we're expected to buy this in any way, shape or form. Craziness. Yeah. Like, over... like. Even even some people would feel like a million dollars is too much. You know, is Mitch Moses a million dollars? Me personally, I think he's around eight fifty to nine hundred. I'd, I'd I'd pay him around that, over a million dollars. And and also the the bizarreness of of the the report of over a million dollars and he's yet to accept. It's it's kind of like. So he hasn't declined it. Like, what's the problem? So what? Because he didn't answer in a fucking week's time. He's even even if it was true. Let's say it was true. What if he's just trying to make sure all the smaller things in the contract? Anyway, I don't believe it. Timmy, what do you reckon? Porky pies are real? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like pork pies, doesn't it? There are probably two things to it. The first one is that in terms of upgrading a contract for potentially, as it allegedly, over a million dollars, you know, they're coming off a grand final. When teams make grand finals where they win it or lose it, 
basically across your entire roster, nearly everyone is looking for upgrades that next year or the year after because they've earned it and proven they're grand final worthy footballers. So it seems immense to upgrade him to potentially over a million dollars in coming years. And secondly, if it is true, just what psychopath wouldn't take over a million dollars a year and just lock it in and say, I'll take that deal, how long for, let's go. Yep. Because you'd have to be a unbelievably confident in your abilities and in your body not to take that up straight away. Like immediately, as soon as it comes through the contract, boom, mm. I'm signing that immediately. On top of all of that, you're telling me Parrot Eels, and again, in a positive way, the way they built their roster, they've been pretty hard ball on their system. They got to the grand final. Their roster is amazing. You're telling me they're going to offer Mitchell Moses 1.2 million. Meanwhile, Dylan Brown is coming off contract. Give me a break. Give me a break. I mean, you may as well sign the contract for Dylan Brown to leave if you're going to offer Mitchell Moses one point, whatever a million dollars it is. The only way they probably keep both players is if they're both under a million dollars. Like that's the, there's no way they won't because we, we know now, we're pretty sure anyway, that the Dolphins are offering a substantial contract for Dylan Brown. I think Dylan Brown has, even though he's still got so much more to prove in the game, so much more to do, I think after the World Cup, we can all agree this kid is, he's there or thereabouts in regards to the next best, next big 5'8", in the sense of the, the 22-year-old, number six, if you were to place bets on who is going to go on to dominate the comp for the next few years or whatever as a six, as the youth, it's probably Dylan Brown. Fair? Yeah, for sure. And so thoughts on the regards to if it is a million dollars, do they lose Dylan Brown? Do you think they're going to be able to keep both? Yeah, I agree with what you said. I think they're going to be able to keep both if they're on million-dollar contracts. And I think I think without a doubt, one of them is going to get that big offer from the Dolphins, probably both of them, depending on which one wants mm. to go or whatever. But, yeah, I think that they would both have to be well under a million to be able to keep both of them. When you have a look at the rest of that squad, we've got Josh Hodgson arriving <coughs> too, who, you know, obviously ageing, but I don't think he'd be on that much of a small contract as mm. well. And I know people, he's coming off an ACL. He signed that before the ACL. Mm. And well. he still had True. time to run on his contract at the yeah, Raiders as so well. I don't, I don't see how they would have that sort of money to... Mm. you got Junior Polo, RCG, both had arguably one of their better years of their career. you got Clint Gutherson, who was obviously minimum 700, rightly so as a captain. Yeah, um, I would be on a good wicket. Maddo would Wayne, be on a good wicket. He'll be looking for serious Wayne. upgrades yep. after last year. Yeah, yeah, fuck. And, and he just extended too, didn't he, at the yeah. end of the, the year? Yeah, so look, I think um, as we always say, guys, like obviously there are most reports are true or accurate or, or they're accurate for the time. So they've been told information and that information changes. We're not saying all journalists make stuff up at all, at all. But sometimes just like when we're talking about like the RLPA situation and the CBA, when we said before the week that it'll happen, there may be stories that come out that suit a certain narrative or whatever. In regards to contract negotiations, sometimes it helps to make a player look either greedy, it puts pressure on them to you know, take whatever. Um, the player doesn't usually have the ability to come out and say, hang on a sec, that's not true. Um, and, so, and, and to be fair, look, I understand why clubs do it. Like they're looking at the best interest of the club. They're trying to make sure that they get players for the least amount of money, so they can get they can win comps. It's winning comps, and it's a fine balance. So there's no there's no real. Um, I mean, you can't blame them for it. It's more just identifying like, okay, what is what is real and what is not. What, what is going to suit a narrative? What's not going to suit a narrative? But yeah, I don't think Mitchell Moses has been offered over by the by the Eels. That is. I mean, if they're waiting on a response from Mitch, <laughs> he just went all the way to a grand final. He went to a World Cup. He's probably enjoying a month of time away from rugby league. Just yeah. let him. Fuck. Yeah, craziness. Over a million. Wow. Seriously. 
I'd fly straight back and sign that contract that day. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, and and it, like, what's really interesting with the Eels, though, is that I don't think there were a few years, like probably what was it, like two, three years ago, where they were under heavy fire by the way they were handling certain re-signing, certain mm. extensions. And, and there was, I think, was it Brad Arthur or some, one of the board or whatever came out and said, no, no, we've got it. We've decided to completely flip things on the head put in a system in place that basically we're going to stick to. And the, so the para board and their recruitment and all the whole team, they deserve massive raps for the way they've, what, 2017 they won a spoon? 16? Around that? Yeah, around ever that since month. then? It, ever since then, since they changed their systems like up top, they've become a powerhouse. So they deserve massive, massive raps for that, for sure. For sure. But I, um, gun to head, do they keep both? Does Mitch leave? Does Dill leave? I really hope they keep both. I, I do feel like they're building something pretty special out there. They're obviously losing a number of very talented players this year, but I think the one thing we've got to remember with Parramatta is that mate, everyone they've brought into this system over the last three years has turned into a weapon. Mm. Isaiah Papali arrived there as you know a no. He was unwanted at the Warriors. He wasn't getting a bait in that team. Best forward in the league. All of a sudden, you got Reid Marty. His improvement. So uh, I really do hope they keep both of them, but. And I feel like I've been saying it for 12 months now, but the longer the Dolphins go without that big signing, the more nervous I'd be if I was Parramatta. What do you reckon, Timmy? Gun yeah. to the head. Gun to the head, I'd probably let him pull the trigger because I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I think the Dolphins just play such a big role in all this because the Dolphins in the next, I don't know, three to six months... Next three months, they have to announce this big halves signing on $1.2 million or something. And, and you know, Para looked like one of these key targets for him, Moses or Brown. Mm. So, like, if in a week's time the Dolphins go and sign someone like Jerome Hughes, I'd go, yep, all right. All of a sudden it becomes very feasible that they can hold on to both Brown uh, and Moses. But just that lingering Dolphins cap space has me thinking there's a club that... You know, they could be turned on their head as a result of whoever the Dolphins can snare. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I gun to head, I think they keep both. I, I, I don't know, I think I, I just see... Like, Mitchell Moses has built something so great there, in my opinion. I, again, I don't think he gets enough respect for, for where that he's taken that club. And I think Dylan Brown, <clears throat> yes, obviously, you know, you want to make as much money as you can. But I also think he's the kind of player that would be willing to maybe take a little bit less for the beginning of his career. Um, not that there's anything wrong if he goes and takes the big deal, not at all. But I don't know. I think I just I think the connection of Gutho, Moses, and Dylan Brown, when you see them interacting with each other on and off the field, I think that's what's going to keep him. It's it's not going to be the extra 200k or whatever. I think it's going to be how much because you have to remember Dylan Brown. He came over as a 15 or 16 year old kid from New Zealand just to make it, didn't come over with his family. And so the connection that he would have with like those players in that system, it'd almost be like a second family to him to a degree. Um, again, all assumptions here, but if I was a 15 year old that left my country to New Zealand and I didn't bring my family over whatever, and Gutho and Mitch and that had taken me under their wing, it'd be hard to leave. I imagine also coming off that grand final loss, getting so close. Like, I hope I'm proven wrong with the Dolphins, but I can't see them being in that position in the next five years or so, mm. in my opinion. Um, so, fuck, I reckon that would make it up. I mean, if they would have won that comp last year as a ball player, do you then sort of go, 
maybe now I go and get big, big contract. Big payday. Yeah, yeah. Which, as you said, I've got nothing against them. Just chasing coin. Go make your bag, boys, 100%. But I reckon getting close, so close to winning a comp and not getting it done, it'll be tough to walk out on, I think. And it'll, it'll be interesting, Kempi, because if they do, you, you mentioned how they've uh, notoriously in recent seasons, they've changed their, their uh, approach to managing their salary cap to you know, not pay overs for players, saying, you know, we'll fit you into this. And it's proven very effective in recent years, obviously the grand final last season. Mm. If they do keep those two halves in particular on anywhere around the sort of 900k mark on top of Gutho, on top of Hodjo, who, as Guru said, he, the fact that he signed the contract before his ACL means he'd still be on a pretty decent chunk of money. Mm. It probably changes that salary cap management because they're going, I don't want to say entirely that Melbourne Storm approach uh, back, well, for years and years where they get their spine, absolute world class and build around that. Mm. And then they sort of just put in... Um, put in players who can do a job on bugger all money around those four players. Well, if they do manage to keep there, particularly Gutho, who you, you would imagine is going, no, he's the heart and soul of that club yep. at the moment, and the halves, well, then it might cost him in the future, uh, Junior Bolo, Ryan Madison, who will be um, inevitably getting upgrades on their contracts. So it'll be interesting to see how they, how they approach this incoming years. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, um, the good thing for them is, as you mentioned, Guru, they've proven over the last few years, they can actually develop players now. Like players are coming there and getting better, which is such a, a strong part of recruitment because if you don't have that, all of a sudden that really key ingredient of being able to pay less for a player is gone. You, you just have to be strike while the iron's hot and, and somehow land a player that just is the best in the comp or whatever and then he changes everything. Whereas Para have an extra, it's, it's like the Storm. Like that is arguably their strongest recruitment tool is the fact they develop players. Get you for unders, you know you're going to be great. And then, and then they build a squad around it. Um, and so it is interesting that with the Eels, I wonder whether they're really aware of that and they are potentially willing to lose some of a, a big dog. Not in the spine, I agree, Timmy, in regards to like you keep your spine together. And you just keep developing. I mean, look at Sean Lane, the bloke he's turned into, like the player he's turned into. Papali'i, um, you know, Madison went from a, a bench player at the Roosters, even though that Roosters side was stacked, that won a premiership, to, you know, fuck, unstoppable. Dylan Brown's improvement has been incredible. Mitchell Moses' improvement. I mean, think about the Mitchell Moses that rocked up to the Eels. Mm. Incredible ball player, like just the silkiest ball playing you'd ever see. Defensive of an issue, in and out of games. Kicking sometimes could be an issue. Whereas outside of obviously the semi-final, how much has Mitchell rounded his game out? Where you're like, you know what? I'm actually not that worried about him in defense. Matter of fact, we spoke about it. Cowboys, semi-final, Taumalolo. <laughs> Who chopped him down? Mitchell Moses. And that's all part of development. And as you said, like with their development, you even have a look through the rest of the squad. Like uh, Maratane Cora. Like, whenever he comes into the team, he's been killing it. Yeah. You know, your Oregon Kafusi, he's already been snapped up. You know, Nair Corey's been snapped up. But, like, they've shown such a tendency to get the very best out of guys. And if I'm a halfback <coughs> looking at which club I'm going to sign with, I'm looking straight at my front row and going, who's the guys I'm going to be playing behind? Mm. I look up at the Dolphins, good front rowers, but they're aging. Mm. Or I look at my team and I've got, what, three of the four best front rowers that are at the World Cup. Yeah. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care 
a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I know where I'm going. Yep. Um, and, and like the, the, if Dylan Brown keeps playing like this, that big contract will come. Just it just depends on how far they're lowballing him. You know, like, is it a read? Oh, I'm not sure what happened in the Reed Manu situation, but for him to leave, it seems like he was, like, majorly lowballed because he doesn't seem like a guy that, like, he doesn't seem, he's, I mean, you can see the way he plays. Like, he's, uh, he's, he does everything for the team. Um, so, interesting time at the Eels, but, um, yeah, I don't know if Mitchell Moses is getting offered over a million dollars in the Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.